Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a twice-monthly podcast for people who experience the world intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to episode 69 of the HSP Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. This is a show about sensory processing sensitivity. I talk about topics relevant to highly sensitive people. Before I jump into today's topic, I wanted to share a comment from the blog. Amy wrote, When I first realized I was an HSP, I felt really let down and unsupported by society. I'd suffered needlessly for years because I didn't have this crucial bit of information. I've developed my own coping strategies, of course, but I always felt shame around them. Now I'm trying to find and focus on the advantages because I've been so acutely aware of the disadvantages of being me for so long. End quote. I wanted to share this with you because I wanted to help you realize that you're not alone in the way you feel as a highly sensitive person. So many of us didn't know about high sensitivity for most of our lives and learning about it made such a huge difference in understanding ourselves and our place in the world. I wanted to talk briefly about meditation today. This episode is for people who have not tried meditation and are curious about it, or maybe you've sort of tried meditation, but you gave up really quickly because, well, for whatever reason, you just didn't keep going with it. It's my hope that this might encourage someone out there to try it for the first time, to just give it a shot, or to give it a try again if maybe you had a poor first experience like I did. If you already meditate, to be honest, this episode isn't going to do much for you. I am relatively new to meditation, and it took quite a while for me to be convinced that it was helping me, but even more so that I was even doing it right. I'm willing to bet there are others like me out there who are curious about meditation, but maybe you think it sounds too new agey, or you don't know how to do it, or anytime you've tried it, you didn't know if you were doing it right, or you felt frustrated that you couldn't do it. You've probably heard that meditation can help with so many issues, like anxiety, depression, and pain. There are even studies that suggest it can reduce blood pressure, stress hormone levels, and even cellular health. I used to think that meditation just wasn't for me. I hadn't really tried it, but I was always curious and skeptical at the same time. When I heard other people talking about their meditation practice, it kind of sounded like bragging to me. But I also felt jealous. I wished I knew what it was like to be able to do this thing, this thing that I didn't understand. So quick story time. A couple years ago while traveling, I decided to do a meditation retreat. I was nervous about it, so I picked a really short one that was only two days long. There was only one overnight. So I thought, well, that wouldn't be too long, just in case I didn't like it. I could just get through it because it was only two days. Anyway, me and the other folks were bused to this place, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and we were told we'd be doing walking meditation, sitting meditation, and I actually forgot what the last one was, whether it was standing or lying down meditation, because I never made it that far. The instructor never told us anything about how to meditate. He basically sat down and said, we're doing sitting meditation, and that was it. So while I was sitting there, among all these other people sitting next to me, I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing or what I was supposed to be thinking about. I remember I'd once heard sometime in my life that meditation was thinking about nothing, so I tried to think about nothing. It was extremely difficult. Anytime I tried to completely clear my head, 
all these thoughts kept coming back. I was frustrated at myself. Why couldn't I do this? And I wondered if everyone else around me had these perfectly calm minds and I was the only one who couldn't do it. What was wrong with me that I couldn't just think about nothing for a few seconds? So I was sitting there frustrated in silence, but wasn't I supposed to be feeling relaxed and calm? We sat there for a very long time, then we had dinner in silence, and then we did walking meditation. By then, it had been a few hours, and I just felt so irritated at myself because I was sure I was failing, and that everyone else around me was doing it, but I was doing it wrong. I wanted to leave, but we were pretty far away from the city in the middle of nowhere. But then, almost like magic, a taxi showed up to pick up someone else in the retreat who had scheduled a taxi to come get them. I ran over and asked if they could take me back to the city too, and two other people also ran over to escape from the retreat. I was at least relieved to hear some of the other people complaining that they thought the retreat wasn't very good either, so I knew it wasn't just me that was unhappy. So basically, in a nutshell, I had a poor first experience with meditation, and I never was told or taught what it really was or what I should be doing or what to expect. After that, I felt like a failure when it came to meditating, and I was jealous of other people who could do it. I wanted to understand this great thing they were able to experience. It wasn't until this year, when I started having insomnia, that I turned to meditation again. I tried many, many things to try to manage my insomnia, as any of you out there who have experienced insomnia probably can relate to, that you try all kinds of different tactics to learn how to sleep again. It wasn't until I read Oliver Berkman's description of meditation in his book, The Antidote, that it suddenly clicked. You may remember I interviewed Oliver back in episode 64. His description wasn't necessarily earth-shattering or anything, but it was just that I'd never seen anyone answer the questions I wanted answered about meditation. I'd always wanted to know how to do it and if I was doing it right. And did other people have problems with having so many thoughts in their head? He explained that it is the nature of the mind for thoughts to come into it. Think of it like weather patterns that float in and then float away. You would never demand that there's no weather or that the weather never changes or that it never rains. It's just the way it is. It's the nature of weather. So you can't demand that your mind have no thoughts. You will have thoughts, but the goal is not to become lost in thought. Oliver said about meditation that the training is coming back, not never leaving. This meant a lot to me. It means that your mind will wander over and over, but you gently bring it back. The goal isn't to have a perfectly blank mind because it's likely that you'll never get there. Remember, the training is coming back, not never leaving. That sentence alone made a huge difference to me. So why is meditation relevant to highly sensitive people? Well, of course meditation can benefit anyone, but you know that we HSPs tend to think about things a lot and deeply and thoroughly, and some of us experience overwhelm and anxiety if we get wrapped up in unproductive thoughts. Or as I sometimes say, we go down the rabbit hole when one thought leads to another and another and another. Mindfulness meditation can help you realize that you're doing this. You can realize, there's that thought again. It's just a thought like passing weather. That thought is not part of who I am. You may hear people mention their meditation practice, and it totally is practice. 
I was amazed that practice actually does matter with meditation. I didn't think that it would. After doing just 10 minutes of meditation every night for several nights, I was amazed to discover that I had some short stretches of time where I was actually able to focus on my breath and not have thoughts come into my head as frequently as they did before. But then I had a new struggle, which was trying to stop myself from thinking, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. (laughs) You can meditate your entire life and never be, quote, perfect, so to speak. The goal isn't to be perfect, to have a completely blank mind. It's to always be patient with yourself and gently bring yourself back to focusing on your breath when your thoughts start to come. You can focus on the feeling of your breath in your nostrils or your chest moving with your breath, or I often focus on the feeling of the breath in my throat. I'm still what I consider to be a beginner since I've been doing this for less than a year, so I use mental visuals and counting. I like to count my breaths up to 10 and then back to 1 and back again. I also mentally picture a stream next to a mountain to try to distract my mind from picturing other things. Or sometimes I'll even picture the numbers that I'm counting. I'm not saying this is something you should do, but it's just what works for me right now. You can find your own things that work for you. I'm so glad that I learned more about meditation and what an incredible effect it can have after so many years of thinking I could never do it or that it wasn't for me. It really does calm and slow my mind. Sometimes I'll be really full of anxiety and it takes many minutes of sitting there and trying to meditate several minutes of having thoughts flow into my head and reminding myself to gently go back to my breath over and over and over. But eventually, I usually feel a great calming effect. It's like a coil that's wound up really tightly that just loosens up a little bit. Having patience and gentleness with myself is so important. I have to remind myself every time I do it to be gentle to myself and not to ever get frustrated. The whole reason for this episode today is that I hope to reach other people like me who wanted to know more about meditation but maybe felt intimidated or unsure. If you want to try it out and get started, a great way is by using an app on your phone. There are three apps I like. They're called Headspace, Calm, and another one is just called Meditation. I'll have links to all these in the show notes if you want to try them out. Some of these you have to pay for, but most of them have at least a few free sessions if you just want to try them out. You can also find lots of meditations on YouTube. What is your experience with meditation? Let me know in the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 69. And while you're on my website, make sure you're signed up for my newsletter to get the latest HSP news and notifications of new episodes and blog posts. And I wanted to send a big thank you to Sheila in the Netherlands for her generous Patreon pledge. Folks, if you want to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash HSP and you can pledge $1 or more per episode and it makes a huge difference in keeping this show going. Thank you so much, Sheila. And thank you to everyone for listening today. I hope you found some value in this. I hope you have a wonderful day. 